tripping over sideways, tumbling down the stairs. You got me right there. You got me, got me love drunk. Maybe spin the bottle. Come on, baby, truth or dare. You got me right there. You got me, got me love drunk. Hello. Too much. Hey, Charlotte. <laughs> Some more. I don't like oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> nice. Gotta get yours echoing in my thud. Hello and welcome to Love Drunk. Woo! <laughs> I am your host, Charlotte Rose, and I am here with uh, Mr. Aaron Bicart. Hello. It's funny because he has been mentioned in this podcast before because, as pretty much everyone knows, Natalie and Aaron are boyfriend girlfriend. You just had your three-year anniversary? Yes, it has been three years. We got together in May of 2015. Damn. Yeah. Long time. A commitment. Mm -hmm. So here on Love Drug, we do allow the guests to pick the poison, and anything is on the table except for... Gin! That's right! We don't drink gin here on Love Drunk. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, then start your own podcast. So this is funny because usually I would ask Aaron what we're drinking because usually the guests come in and pick the poison, as I just said. But the thing about Aaron is that he doesn't drink. Woohoo! That's, I'm a good boy. Yeah, he's 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 a good boy. He doesn't drink, and I decided that I still wanted his um, lovely love opinions, and I didn't want that to stop us. And so this was or this will be the 14th episode of Love Drunk, and 14 is my lucky number and my favorite mm-hmm. number. So mm-hmm. I decided that for episode 14, I get to pick the alcohol, and instead of trying to secretly trick someone into <laughs> picking what I want them to drink, I just decided to uh, to sit down here with Aaron, and so I am drinking some Brut Rosé, like the white girl I am. Nice. And, I, I yeah. am drinking the finest selection of Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. It is very good. It's a different kind of poison. Yeah, it yeah. is. Fittingly in a uh, a black goblet with a skull. Yeah. Check that out on Instagram. Yeah, I'm feeling good about the symbolism here. I also did just do an episode of a horrible pod with Paige Smith and Chance Stewart, and we watched Final Destination with a lot of symbols and skulls and scary things. So I'm feeling Perfect like... Perfect mood for love. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was talking about scary... And death, and now um, we're going to be talking about love and stuff. So another funny thing is that Aaron and I actually grew up in the same hometown and, mm-hmm. like, did not know each other when we were in high school. Well, I didn't grow up there. I okay. moved well, there when I was yeah. in, like, seventh grade was my first year there. Mm-hmm. So you have a little bit of an excuse for not That's hanging cool. out with seventh graders as a freshman in high school. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. I'm also getting over a cough, so I'm going to try to cut my coughing out as much as humanly possible. <laughs> but leave in a 10-second explanation of your exactly. cuts later. Exactly. It's just going to be cuts like, just like the tiniest bit of cough. Mm-hmm. So we are both from the same hometown, and um, or you know, we went to high school in the same city. We yeah, so some city. of those motherfuckers might be listening to this. Yeah, oh my gotta god. Be, gotta be careful. Oh, that's very, very that's true. what I talk about. Oh, I was supposed to ask you Do about I had, I had some code names. No, I, I have no code names. Okay, well. <laughs> Which makes it easy. There's nobody from there who's like, oh, my romantic entanglement with Aaron will be revealed. <laughs> it will not be revealed. It does not exist. Well, I am still going to continue to use code names because... Yes, um, of course. Do you have yours written down over here? I do. Um, just like a memorized? I honestly, at this point, I do have them memorized, I think, but let me just very loudly open this drawer. 
Yeah, I guess I have one code name, but like I'm just gonna refer to them as like a noun. Okay. These are all my oh, codes. Oh, look at all these codes. Yeah. A full page of large oh font. And I'll talk about all of them in every episode. It's just yeah. these are anyone I could possibly um, talk about. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So so Aaron and I did not know each other when we were in high school. Correct. And then we both went to UT the same year. Mm-hmm. And I became... Wait, the same year? Yeah, you were a freshman and I transferred in. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, really? I mean, like, I think I knew that, mm-hmm. but I don't think I, like, clicked those yeah. pieces of information together. Yeah. Because we arrived at the same time. We, we arrived at the same time. I was I was further ahead, but it was this whole big thing. Because I had done all my gen eds at uh, TCC, a local community college. Tarrant County, what up? Tarrant County. <laughs> that was TCC. It was fine for what I needed it for. I was very much like going and I was I was going to go and take my classes and get the hell out get the hell out of <laughs> yeah. there. Um but it was really cool like to see there were some older folks there, like there were parents who were like going back to school and all of them were always like really fucking nice. Um I really really loved. I had a history teacher and I took history honors from him as well the second oh. semester. Um and he was dope as heck and um I had I had some good teachers. I had some. I actually no. I only had one like bad teacher, and then I had I took statistics, and she was super boring. Did you um, yeah. date anyone at TCC? No. Is this, was there no. like and was there not social opportunities to, or was it like not a selection you were interested in? I and I when I said no, like that is not. I'm not trying to say anything <laughs> negative about anyone who goes to community college, like. I think there is definitely a stigma where it's like, oh, burnouts go to community college. Like, I went because I was trying to save money and my dad had just died. And mm-hmm. it, there's just like a whole, there's a, there was a lot to unpack there. I did not date anybody because I was so serious about going, doing my work. Um, for a hot second, I was working full-time while also taking classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I had a plan whether it was to go to Boston or to go to Austin or somewhere. I never really wanted to stick around. You know what? I did, uh, Zane and I, I was kind of seeing him, but he wasn't, um, he wasn't someone I met through school. He Uh, was like through a friend group that I was like one of my best friends from home. Like he was friends with her boyfriend. And so I was able to like hang with like him and this kind of squadron of boys that had all sort of stayed in the hometown. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of when my life was kind of up in the air and I didn't know where I was going to go. Cause I think that I, I hadn't gotten into UT yet, but I also hadn't gotten any scholarships from Boston and like my Mm -hmm. financial aid had been denied. And so I wasn't going to go there either. Mm -hmm. So I was very lost and that's kind of why. And that he, he was also one of the people where, you know, everyone says, Oh, when you stop looking for, it like it appears yeah and I had definitely stopped looking I was very like I'm so busy with work like I have to figure my shit out and I have to you know whatever and then he came along and I was like oh my god it's true what they say and then <laughs> it ended up not being true because he was a bag of dicks and <laughs> you know yeah I've heard nothing about him so yeah that was that's when I was 19 he I touched so on this long ago yeah it was so many many years ago but he I have touched briefly on this, but this was the guy that, like, we were, like, hooking up for a couple months, and 
I really wanted to date him like officially and then there was this one night where we were all hanging out and or there was this one night where he and I went out quote unquote Ooh. and um next steps <laughs> <laughs> going out I didn't even go out out like I picked him up and we like went to Grapevine Lake and like mm. hooked up in the backseat of the car yeah. shout out Grapevine Lake yeah shout out to Grapevine Lake you ever go to Snakey Lane it wasn't a make out place no. it was like a as mentioned place. earlier no <laughs> But uh, I still enjoyed Grapevine Lake. It was yeah, nice. Grapevine Lake was a, is 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 and was very pretty. There was this mm-hmm. uh, road near Grapevine Lake called Snaky Lane, and that's where people just went to. Like honestly, I went with my friends, and like the boys would smoke cigars, and we'd like sit there. Like oh. it's yeah, no, it's, oh. it's horrendous. That it's, is some South Lake shit. Yeah, smoking a cigar. Uh huh. Oh God on Snaky Lane. It was hilarious because I, I was home a couple weeks ago and I was in South Lake Town Square mm-hmm. and my uh, my friend Nikki and I were driving out of the square and there was a guy sitting in his car, like a teenage boy sitting in his car smoking a cigar in the Town Square parking lot. <laughs> and we were like, you fucking think you're too good for Snakey Lane, bitch? Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Get out of here with that shit. But I picked him up. We hooked up in the backseat of my car. A mm. Um, and then we were just talking about stuff and he was asking me about like my life and these guys that I had been involved with because, uh, Nikki had called me cause we were all meeting up at Sonic, which was Hell the yeah. place to be. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my God, this boy, I don't have a code in it. His name was Chris. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Chris. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> no one remembers you. <laughs> but it was this guy that she had like been involved with for a hot second and like had wanted to date. And, and then he was like, I'm not good for you. Blah, blah, blah. I, I can't be in a relationship right now. And then like a month later, he had a serious girlfriend and she was like, that's LOL. a classic. That's classic a classic. Movie. I'm not good for you. Code words for I'm not interested in you. <laughs> No, exactly <laughs> and so she ran into him and was mm-hmm. like freaking out about it because she's like i haven't seen him in so long and it just threw me off and blah, blah blah and she had a serious boyfriend at the time and so zane was talking to me and was like i didn't even know she dated anyone before she dated uh the guy she was currently dating and and i was like oh yeah and then it kind of led to a conversation about like our exes and he told me like all of this stuff and I told him all this stuff and he was asking me very specific questions like who is this guy when was this uh do you still talk to him like (laughs) compiling a list yeah compiling data and then basically I told him I was like yeah one of my biggest insecurities is that um guys act like they like me and then all of a sudden they just pull it all out from under my feet and you know I think something good is gonna happen and then it just doesn't and then he waited for me to, you know, finish saying all that. And then he said, oh, I probably should have told you sooner, but I'm not looking for anything serious. Ooh. While I was driving him home. Ooh. And I was like, um, and he's like, are you mad? And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking mad. Yeah, I'm <laughs> mad. Like, shit. Yeah, I'm mad. He's like, I should have. Because I had already done the whole, like, oh, hey, I really like you. And he's like, I really like you, too. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're on the same page. We were not on the same page. <laughs> Different books. Different books entirely. And so there was him. And then there was this other dude who I didn't even give a code name to, who I actually saw recently. And I was like, <laughs> bye. And he was, I'll, I'll talk to you about it off mic, because I think you might know who it is. Off the mic. <laughs> off Hell the mic. yeah. Yeah. So Natalie and Aaron and I all live together. and uh, Recording here. So easy. So, so easy. I gotta go upstairs. Boom. Mm-hmm. Take a seat. Natalie's napping in the other room. Yeah. Last time, when you recorded Natalie's podcast, I was playing League of Legends. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only fitting that Natalie is napping while we do this. <laughs> she's going to hear this, she's gonna hear this later and be mad. Yeah, so, so I became very good friends with Natalie. She was my best friend and roommate. 
And then Natalie starts dating this dude. Hello. And she had been talking about you beforehand. Which I will never not love hearing about. It is so funny to me. We were talking last night, weren't we, about she was tweeting at me while she had a boyfriend. Uh Uh-huh. Which it like, was like a month before they broke up because Nat, I think that Nat very much wanted to believe that she only wanted to be friends with you. Like, I think that she very much wanted to think hmm. that she's like, no, I just like Aaron as a friend, you know? And yeah. I think that she didn't want it to threaten her relationship, which was not doing well. Yeah, well, yeah, that's time. what I would say. I think mm-hmm. that her other relationship was not in a good place. Mm-mm. And when that kind of thing happens, you find yourself more easily being like you 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 find yourself with your eyes on other people more, yeah. I think. Not necessarily eyes on other people as in like I gotta find somebody to get down with. Uh-huh. But like eyes on other people like, oh man, they're nice and kind to me, unlike what I'm currently going through. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man, they're fun to be around. Uh-huh. Hmm. And and it was so funny because she told me about and she's like, and he went to South Lake and I was like, What? <laughs> you didn't believe her? <laughs> Like, I no, like, I no. would know. If he was cool and from Southwick, I, I would, would know. know. So so they were in the same playwriting class, and mm-hmm. and I interviewed you. I was writing for Her Campus Texas, which was like an online yes, I forgot little blog. This. And Natalie and Jordan, who were in the playwriting class with Aaron, were like, you have to interview Aaron. He's great. And Natalie was like, he's so funny. He's so cool. He's the <laughs> best. And like, it's not that I didn't agree I think they, it's like when a, when someone tells you a movie is the best movie you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was like, he's just a boy. Like, Charlotte's about you... to diss me, y'all. <laughs> I just meant that I, yeah. I still remember mm-hmm. Natalie in a relationship mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about how amazing this dude is. Oh. Very obviously had a crush on you, but did not want to admit to it. So was ma- just making it sound like <laughs> you were this incredible and like. Uh, to her you were you are i was gonna say i still am um (laughs) you will continue to be forever um Uh, but yeah so then yeah she uh she's gonna have a comment about cheating i think because natalie's very anti-cheating the thought of cheating makes her which like like uh, she gets little tears in her eyes it's for most people i think it's a classic red flag mm-hmm. of like, oh, like, yeah, she she got together with me when she was in another relationship, which wasn't what happened. But no. even like the attention of it may to outsiders mm-hmm. look like a red flag. I mean, they may be listening and being like, oh, man, oh, that's an obvious red flag. I know it's not because she hates cheating so much mm-hmm. that she would like sooner stay in a relationship like that's painful and yeah. like not because mm-hmm. and I don't know enough about her past relationships to speak to this but you know I don't know how much of her staying in that relationship even though it was not going very well mm-hmm. was just a belief in like well this has to work because this is my relationship and like mm-hmm. not wanting to even like emotionally walk away from it yes I witnessed her relationship, her previous relationship before you from start to finish. And their relationship, I think that she, especially if you've been together with someone, I'm assuming, um, if you've been with someone for, they were together for nine, excuse me, oh my gosh. (laughs) We're both drinking bubbly drinks and we're going to spend this whole podcast going, (laughs) (laughs) just barfing up a storm. Uh Um, So 
after having dated, they dated for like nine months total. And so Oof, this was so at the, long. yeah, for, I know, right? <laughs> at the eight month mark. But I think that had been her longest relationship. And so oh, yeah. it's kind of like, to a point, do you throw away the mm-hmm. last, not that this time is ever wasted. And we've discussed that in her podcast as well, but, or her episode. But I think that she just wanted to try to fix things. And I remember kind of having a come to Jesus with her where I sat down and I was like, you are unhappy and I don't want to see you unhappy anymore. And that was, like, a very hard conversation because she didn't mm. want to – I think that she thought of it as giving up and yeah. she didn't want to. No and one then, ever wants to give up. Yeah. That's something I saw a ton in high school because mm-hmm. I had a bunch of friends who were in, like, some really long relationships for years and years. Mm-hmm. And as they, like, came to a conclusion and everyone around them was like, this shit's coming to a conclusion, mm-hmm. uh, they would be like, well, it can't because it's been going on for so long. Yeah. It can't end. And that's a totally understandable feeling. It's just very... Like, your friends know when you're unhappy. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's like, your friends know that you're not having a good one, (laughs) y'all. They know. They understand. They see you coming in being like, God, Thomas did the stupidest thing yesterday. And it's like, oh man, you have not talked one good thing about Thomas Mm -hmm. in months. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? And you're just so unhappy. true. So Natalie has pointed out before that we are from the same hometown. Mm-hmm. I keep saying that. It's not your hometown. It's my hometown. We came from the same city. We went to the same high school. Yes. That's how I always use it. Yes, we went People to the same high school. People ask me if I'm from Dallas, and I'm like, I went to high school there. <laughs> That's as close as I could get to a hometown. Yeah. I really have one. We are both, Aaron doesn't believe in the Zodiac, but we're both Pisces. And it's not that I, I don't can... believe. I'm fascinated by it. Okay. I just don't. One of the reasons I have a problem with it mm-hmm. is that I've never heard a consistent explanation. Like, I've heard, okay. I've from explanation to explanation that I get, like, they're slightly different. The mm-hmm. vague explanation that I get about Pisces that they're, is that they're emotional, which yeah. is fair. Okay. <laughs> Called out, got me, yeah. whatever. That one's true. I don't know. The rest of it, I'm really interested in learning more about it. Okay. And, but we are both Pisces. We are both Pisces. Um, the frustrating thing, though, I so I do think that we are similar in a lot of ways. The, fr- mm-hmm. the most frustrating thing is that I pick up on your mannerisms <laughs> more quickly than I picked up on anybody else's. Like, your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Like, the other day, I was like, yeah, you want to hear how I got got by 7-Eleven? <laughs> and that is classic Aaron. The hello is... You see, you don't understand. This, mine all come from my buddy Harvey, who is, like, my version of that. Where, like, Harvey will walk into a room and just be like, plastic. And I'll be like, oh, okay, we're calling everything plastic now. That's dope. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man, that's plastic. Like, making no sense at all. But there's just something contagious about the way he talks. Yeah. So I pick up a lot of mine from him. Okay. But I'm glad to hear that you pick them up from me. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. So so you and Nat, Nat's brought up that she's like, my boyfriend and my best friend are very similar people, which I think is great. I think we're awesome. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing the damn thing. High mm-hmm. five, boyfriend, Mike. Boom. So I feel like this is almost insulting to ask you, but I'm still going to ask you okay. anyway because this is it's a question. I'm prepared to be insulted. Aaron Bicart, do you believe in love? Yes, I do. I always have. Mm-hmm. That's not something that was ever not something I believed in. Right. Which is a restatement of what I just said, but <laughs> making it clear. Right. Um, I think, I don't know, my parents have been together for... 25, 27, late 20-something years. Okay. A couple of years older than me. Okay. Years. And they've always had a pretty good relationship. Mm-hmm. 
my little brother and I made it harder, but aside from that, they had a really good relationship. So yeah, I always definitely believed in love. Growing up, I was always, like, all of my friends were always in relationships. Okay. Um, especially, like, late middle school and up. Because mm-hmm. before that, yeah, that shit doesn't exist. <laughs> um, I don't, I've never trusted anyone who's like... Yeah, third grade, me and my boyfriend. Like, what? I'm like, third grade? Have child. you seen a third grader? <laughs> They're gross. Y'all don't, so what the like, fuck? Oh, man, y'all are sticking crayons up your nose on a date. What the fuck? <laughs> Is that allowed? What the <sighs> Um, But yeah, like, middle school and high school, I was friends. I was always friends with a lot of girls. Okay. And all of these girls all had boyfriends all the time, which was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't have... I, that's fine. But it was just very funny because I always ended up as, like, their boy advice. Okay. Which was interesting. Because as a boy who was not in a relationship and hadn't been in a relationship, mm-hmm. I wasn't really in a good place to give them advice. Yeah. But as someone who interacted with them every day and, like, who they had just explained everything to and they wanted, like, a different perspective on it. Right. I hope I was useful. Yeah. And so I watched a ton of relationships that were, like, long-lasting relationships that, like, always crashed and burned. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing, I don't mm-hmm. think. And I, I think, now I'm speaking for them, but I think most of those people involved in those relationships look back on them positively. Okay. Just because, you know, experience is experience. And, uh-huh. and getting to know what you do and don't like and getting to know more about who you are mm-hmm. through these interactions with other people, I think, was really useful for them. But it taught me a lot about how people look at, like, the lens through which people look at their own relationships. Mm -hmm. And it made me really, really not like analyzing my own. Okay. Like, it really turned me off from thinking too hard about things, basically. Because for years and years, that's what I was doing. And it is, like, depressing and exhausting and makes you paranoid. And I think... Something that really changed when I started dating Natalie, because she was like the first person that I had dated long term, basically. Okay. I had like briefly flirted with dating a girl right before her, but Mm -hmm. nothing really happened. And then it was Natalie. Mm -hmm. And something that really started working like in our first couple of months was that I was just like confident in our relationship. Yeah. In that like I enjoy hanging out with her and she's really great. And so long as I still feel like that's the case, I'm going to still hang out with her. Mm-hmm. And not going to think any more about it, because there's no need to. Like, I don't need to sit down and break down everything about how we interact, and and what parts of her fit into my parts that need parts that were... That, not a sexual thing, but yeah, like, no, yeah, what like parts it. of her personality uh-huh. like fit with me, and like what I need and what I don't need. I just was like, this is exhausting and in some ways like you're looking for something to not fit yeah where i just would rather wait until i feel something not fitting and then deal with deal it with at that, that point that is so incredibly wise and i you're welcome really... podcast complete <laughs> goodbye <laughs> well everyone that's all the time no, i'm kidding you're not getting out of it that easily i still have some questions no so i think that that is great because even now you have a podcast about analyzing relationships. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It does the opposite. I think Oops. I but I think that that's so amazing mm-hmm. because 
as you can tell, I, I overthink a lot of things and, I, and I'm always, I'm always looking into the deeper meaning and, mm-hmm. and sometimes I have to, it's so hard for me, but I have to look at things and realize that sometimes there is no deeper meaning. I, I love doing this podcast because it's more fun than anything and it's more just like, why is this happening? Yeah, we're not blah, blah. sitting here breaking down what's right and wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you have such a, a the right idea about it because I think that you are totally right when people are kind of looking for things not to fit and looking mm-hmm. for things, I don't know. And I, and also recently I've been trying to um, tell myself because you and Natalie's first date was 45 minute lunch at mm-hmm. a sandwich shop. Famous, world famous. World we went famous. To, we went to Potbelly. And Such good sandwiches. We I got sandwiches. It was good. And we just talked. And like, one thing that I've talked to you about before mm-hmm. is that we, and this will never not piss Natalie off, so I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> At least on my end, I fell in love with Natalie very, not very slowly, mm-hmm. but definitely I would say like patiently. Mm-hmm. Because I thought she was hot. And that's my responsibility as a man entering a relationship. I would say my only one. <laughs> thought she was hot. I was like, oh, this girl's cute. Okay, she's cool. She's fun to hang out with. And then we, it was revealed to me through her friend Jordan that she wanted to go on a date with me. Shout out to friends. Hey. So Jordan was like, you should ask Natalie out. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that because she's cute. And so I asked her out and we went and had lunch. And it was really nice. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, nothing earth-shattering happened. Nothing like, oh, she did this one thing that made me realize she was going to be the perfect girl forever. Mm-hmm. She was really cool. And I really enjoyed talking to her. And so, like, a week, a couple of days later, oh, Natalie's going to kill me if I get any detail wrong. <laughs> she, she remembers everything. She remembers so much. At some time later... She invited me to a party at her apartment, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or it was at a different apartment. And then the next week it was at her. Like, there were two parties, basically. Okay. Within, like, one and then the next week there was another one. Mm-hmm. And I went to both of these parties and talked to her a lot. And then the one that was at her place, we ended up just hanging out in her room and talking till like, 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to stay there and she was like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I get, to, I get to sleep here. And she's like, no, go home. Because I like lived across the street. <laughs> I was like, I was I like okay, forgot. bye. I Have a good night. I lived across the street. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make a move. I just yeah. legitimately was like, this is going well. I could just, I'm going to lay down here. But yeah, so she sent me home. But yeah, we just, we just kept hanging out. And I kept enjoying hanging out mm-hmm. with her. And that's how it continued for a long time and then we were boyfriend and girlfriend at some point i don't know how else to explain it Mm -hmm. there wasn't some you know and i think if i had been in a position where i was really Mm self-critical and where i was really like second guessing either my interactions with her or Mm -hmm. her interactions with me because that's the other side of it i was lucky to be in a position where Someone had said, like, oh, she's interested in you. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't like, oh, this girl wants to date me. This, mm-hmm. wants, this girl wants to be my girlfriend. <laughs> she's like, oh, this girl thinks I'm cute. Well, that's good. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> so I'll go and talk to her. <laughs> and it really freed me up to kind of 
come at things slowly. And Natalie was really patient with me, Mm -hmm. um, which was good. And so we just kept spending more time with each other Mm -hmm. until we realized there was nothing else we wanted to do but spend time with each other. Which was great. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah, and I think that... um... I'm trying to use your world's famous first date as um, a reminder because I think that especially here and the guys that I've been seeing out here, everyone is always like, oh, I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. I have so much stuff to do. Like, I'm just really busy, which is fine. People are busy. But, like, also, I'm busy. <laughs> and I'm trying to make time for you because I mm-hmm. I like spending time with you. So yep. I'm going to try my best. And so it's something where... And it's it's not. I I don't think that someone has to be accessible a hundred percent, like all day, every day, twenty four hours a day. No, but if I like someone, I like you know a text so I know that you're thinking about me. You know something like that. Yeah. And just the idea of not having a lot of time, but having a forty five minute date. Mm-hmm. because you want to spend time together and you're just like, this is cool. Let's continue doing this instead of this whole like, oh, well, you know, maybe we'll hook up this one night and then I don't know if I'll ever see you again because I'm just so busy. Well, then you don't mm. like me and that's fine. Yeah. Tell me you don't like me or tell me you don't want to, you yeah. know, it's just, it's, it's, you, in your, I guess the way you described it where it's like you are not necessarily like, oh, this person's cool and I want to continue spending time with them. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of on the back burner, and I don't want to be on the back burner. I don't have to be, like, front and center, but, Uh like, I don't want to be in the back. Yeah, but I think it is tricky. You don't know what someone's back burner or front burner is. Like, something that I was really bad about for the first part of our relationship was Mm -hmm. giving Natalie as much attention as she wanted. And that wasn't because I didn't want to give her attention. Mm -hmm. It was because I didn't know how much attention she needed. Which sounds, no, it sounds like I'm throwing shade, but it's not. It's it's just that, like, I cared about her Mm -hmm. and was like, when I go see her, it will be expressing that I care about her. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, if you're only going to see me once a week, I need you to talk to me between then. And I was like, okay, then I will do X. And she's like, okay, well, if, you know, if, if you can't do X, do Y. And I was like, okay, then I'll do Y. And... You know, you test, it takes a long time to work it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that if either one of us had been, you know, impatient with the process of mm-hmm. working out how we fit together, I think we could have found ourselves being like, he's putting me on the back burner, get him out of here. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she's too much, get her out of here. Yeah. So patience was really important. And so working out what you're going to do, you have to come into that with good faith. Okay. That you both care about each other mm-hmm. and that they want to make time for you. Mm-hmm. And that just because I want to play video games one night, that doesn't mean I like video games more than you. Mm-hmm. That means right now, at this moment, <laughs> I feel like playing video games. <laughs> And that's not, I'm not just talking about video games, but you know, my friend called and and wants to go hang out tonight and we had plans. Working out what that looks like Mm -hmm. in your relationship is is tough. Yeah. Figuring out, you know, how many times a week can I hang out with my friends? Well, if you're sitting down and you're like charting it, Mm -hmm. that's a really tough conversation to have. Yeah. And it's really difficult. And I think 
what we got away with is that, and Natalie may not have felt this way, but I felt this way. Mm -hmm. What I got away with was kind of like, when there's a problem, we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll go with how we feel and we'll express how we feel. You know, I want to make time for my friends. I've made too too much time with my friends. Okay. Then... I'll ease back on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've been spending too much time together. You feel you you feel a little, uh, what's the word? Smothered. Smothered. Yeah, doesn't happen very often, so I forget the word. But yeah. <laughs> oh, you you feel you know you feel smothered a little bit. Okay, back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And it, it's it's trusting one another to communicate about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And be expressive of what your needs are, and that's hard. Because it puts yourself in a scary position to, to express, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, hey, I don't feel like I've gotten enough time with you this week. But if you have, if you don't trust one another, you start that conversation from, why haven't you spent enough time with me? Or, even worse, I know why you haven't spent enough time with me. It's because you don't love me enough. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. Well, or at least, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> what is... What has worked for us uh-huh. is you come into those conversations saying, I don't feel like I've gotten enough time with you this I week. I feel when you because. I feel when you because. I know you guys talked about this on your last, but yeah. yeah. I haven't felt like I've gotten enough time with you this week. But regardless of how you phrase that, mm-hmm. if you're using I feel when you because, doesn't matter. It's what you are internally, what you're thinking. Because you can say I feel when you because... But in your mind, you're still saying, I feel this way and I'm doubtful of how much you love me. Okay. You can still go in there and say, I feel that we haven't had, I feel like I haven't had enough time with you this week. Mm -hmm. I know you love me and you want to spend time with me. I know you just want to hang out with your friends. This, you know, it just so happened that these two nights this week, you've gone off with your friends. Mm -hmm. But this is how it's made me feel. Can we in the next week make an effort to not do that? And uh-huh. either the answer is yes, which is the good answer, <laughs> or you know if if it's if you're in a bad place and that might be a permanent answer of like uh-huh. no I don't you know that's I'll very scary. Time with you. That's very scary. But yeah, what you said earlier about patience in the start of a new relationship. What is the difference between how do you determine whether it's something that you need to have patience with someone or if you are just like on their hook? Interesting. Define on their hook. Have you seen the episode of How I Met Your Mother where it's talking Hmm, about being on the hook? Carrie Underwood is in it. And Ted, it's one of those things where Mm -hmm. basically when she is available to hang out, Ted drops everything. He cooks her dinner. He makes her dessert. Mm -hmm. He rubs her feet and everything. And then she is talking about how, like, she has a boyfriend, but he's not really her boyfriend, but they're just kind of going through a weird, but he's not not her boyfriend, and it's like this whole thing, and so Ted just sort of waits around for her to break up with the boy, hmm. goes to a wedding with her out of town, and then the yeah. boyfriend shows up, and then, but later Ted realizes that while he has been on this girl's hook, he's had someone else on his hook, because you don't want to, you don't want to lose that backup. Hmm. You, it's a comfortable, it's, you know, whatever, but at the same time, it's not someone you're ever going to commit to. And I think that that's probably my biggest fear going into relationships because I have been on the hook before, I yeah. feel, where it's like, they're not going to tell me that they don't want to be with me, mm-hmm. but... Like, they're just going to let you drop everything and come to their... Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the one who's putting forth all the effort. So how do you, how do you differentiate between 
having that patience Mm -hmm. and trying to figure things out and being like, oh, they're just busy right now. And, oh, they, like, straight up just don't want to see me. Or they don't, not that they don't want, and they actively don't want to see me, but they just could go either way, basically. Hmm. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. I think... You don't have to have, like, a definitive answer, but, like, if... Well, I think for the, to start the conversation, Mm -hmm. start with how you feel is my always my Mm go-to. So if you feel like you're on the hook, you might be on the hook. Right. But start with how you feel, and then I hate to be this person, but this is how... I'm finding... I work in an office now, Mm -hmm. which is not something I'd ever done before, and I'm learning a whole lot about myself Mm -hmm. and how I communicate because I'm... I've never realized how intrinsically passive a lot of people are Mm -hmm. because it's it's hard to talk to people right and it's hard to get answers that you might not want but it's made me really aware of how eager I am to walk into a situation and not maybe directly but very tangentially be Mm -hmm. like hey hey I need you to answer this question for me real quick uh-huh. So, I hate to be this guy. Ask him about the hook, though. <laughs> like, ask where you stand. And yeah. I'm not saying, like, you have to ask, like, hey, where do, where are we? What are... Like, that's insane. <laughs> so, what are we? Yeah. yeah. But I think you can approach a person with some feelings that you have. Mm-hmm. And if they run away from your feelings, you're in trouble. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're on the hook or not, because if they're afraid of your feelings, you're never getting anywhere. Yeah. So if you approach them with some feelings, so, hey, I feel like you've been, I felt on the hook a little Uh bit. And I don't know if that's the case or not. I would never say you have me on the hook. Mm -hmm. But that's just how I felt. Yeah. Engage their reaction. Because if you make them aware of that, Mm -hmm. and then two weeks later, they do the same shit again, then you got your answer. Yeah. But if you bring that up and they're like, oh my god, I would, you know, I'm an idiot. I would never want you to do that. Right. Or be that way or be in that situation. <laughs> There's your answer. And if, you know, they can still fuck up from there. That's not yeah. a permanent answer. But of course. Yeah, that's, because patience is a very hard thing to just be like, oh, well, be patient. Yeah. Like, duh, just, uh-huh. just take your time because mm-hmm. that's painful. <sighs> but I definitely think when you raise that question, you have to understand the potential consequences of that. Like that is, even if you're doing it softly and gently and maybe even like passive aggressively, Mm -hmm. that is still raising the question. Right. So I think when you find yourself there, those are the the two different things I'm talking about are at what point you realize you need to ask that question. Uh Uh-huh. And that's patience. Okay. So patience is... How much do you let build up before you feel like you have to ask that question? Mm -hmm. And then from there, that is a patient way to ask that question because you may not get your answer for a little while. Right. It may be a month before you... Because if you are bringing up behavior that doesn't work for you Mm -hmm. and the behavior doesn't change, you have your answer. But you may... That behavior may not come back up for a little while. So it may take a little while to get your answer. Huh. That's very interesting. I do, I do have did that, that make I, it any makes sense. sense. Okay. Yeah, no, it did make sense. It definitely made sense. I also have another question for you, and I think it's this is very funny. Hit me with it. Okay, the question is, mm-hmm. um, 
are you going to get married and can I come? However, that is interesting because obviously <laughs> if you marry Nat, uh-huh. then I'll be there, duh. Uh-huh. But if you two break up, God forbid, then I'm definitely not coming to your wedding. Uh-huh. So that because I will win her in the divorce. Yes, win her. I will. I will get her. She will get yeah, me in the God, divorce. God, I don't know what we would do if we broke up because all our friends are just <laughs> one group now. Like I have no friends that are not Natalie's friends, and so Anthony. That's true. You got Anthony, him, Anthony. I got Ross. I guess like Ross. I think comes down on my side in the divorce. That it, it makes sense. I don't even like thinking about this. This is gross. Exactly. Um, no, it's it's not. It's not something I even. And it's it's funny because it's not that that train of thought is. There's anything wrong with that? Uh-huh. Because, like, I guess it's fine to ask mm-hmm. that question. And I'm not saying, like, you asking me that question, but, like, of me asking myself that question. Right. Because um, this is the podcast. I ask that question. Yeah, you have time. to ask that question. That's fine. Um, and, of course, you're invited to Natalie. Yes. Yes. Um, and are uh, we getting married? Yes, eventually. Um, I knew, but it's still exciting to hear you say it. But in terms of, like, I don't know. I would file that under, like self-critical and like self-analysis like i don't need to know where my friends would come down because i don't i have no idea of what would happen that would make that happen Uh uh-huh because you never know there's no point entertaining it really maybe natalie becomes a really meanie meanie and (laughs) all of her friends leave with me who's to say who knows who's to say it's not her fault like Uh i don't know and so i think it's kind of pointless to to dive in there just i don't like it yeah. So. I, I Sorry to ruin the question. No, it's fine. I just think... Do you want to ask me the, about my wedding, my dream wedding? I do. Let me yes. say this first, and then Go I'll ahead. ask no, you about your dream it. wedding. I will say that the thing is, even, like, I mean, I even asked my sister that question, mm-hmm. because that's just a question I ask, but it's like, isn't it hilarious? And no one has told me no. Like, I haven't... <laughs> Charlotte, honestly, we're having three people at the wedding. <laughs> I better be one of those three, ho. So, it, 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 so it's funny, but I just realized, like, what it would mean that's just a thing that popped up in my head and I'm like I don't think that that is ever gonna happen but I have never even entertained the idea until I was about to ask that question which is why I was like that's funny and that's really interesting to think about in the context of all of the discussion we were having earlier where they were like it couldn't end like I was just saying that 15 minutes ago and being like those idiots yeah um (laughs) I think what I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. when I said it couldn't end, they were attached to the idea that they had gotten the golden ticket. Okay. They were like, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. My favorite Kyle Kinane bit, I, I'm i 17 and I'm done. I like, <laughs> I figured it all out. Uh-huh. I don't want to worry about this anymore. I think what they were not asking themselves was how they felt. On like right. a, they knew that they loved this person, and that's true. And like, mm-hmm. you can ask divorced couples; they still some yeah. still love each other. You can love each other and be like, "This isn't working." Uh-huh. That's totally fine and normal, and happens all the time. I think what they were quick to do was to say, "Well, I can't be in a bad relationship, or I can't be this relationship can't not be working because I got." my golden ticket and that's uh-huh. we're in good shape now and i i feel like a lot of people convince themselves of that mm-hmm. to the point where they say if i don't have the golden ticket what is my life like what like what is my future yeah and i mean even on a shorter 
term than that. Mm-hmm. Just say it's it's very easy to to get yourself into thinking of like, well, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I am now, you know, people talk about Natalie and I as a couple. They talk mm-hmm. about us together. They talk about us using they instead of like Natalie and Aaron. It's mm-hmm. just them, mm-hmm. which is great. And I love it a lot. And I love it because I love being with her and yeah. I feel good with I'm with her and mm-hmm. I'm, I enjoy myself all the time. And I think like what was really what the telltale sign of any high school relationship breaking apart mm-hmm. was constant fighting. Yeah. And this is what led to my rule. Because these motherfuckers would break up. Mm-hmm. Break up! They weren't just having a fight. They, they weren't just up. having a fight. Because fights happen. And fights suck. Mm-hmm. But they would be like, we're finished. And then like a week later be like, I'm horny and young. <laughs> and then they would be back together. How could I forget how young and also <laughs> horny I am? And it would be like, y'all just broke up yesterday. Like we all watched. And now you're like, you were texting us all like so upset. Mm-hmm. And now you're texting us that it's fine. And that was so confusing. Yeah. But I, and I don't blame them for that. I mean, they were, right. they were 17. But I think what brought them back together every time, in aggregate, not mm-hmm. individually, but right. on aggregate, what brought them back together, sometimes it was, this is who I'm supposed to be with. Yeah. Which, also, do I say supposed instead of supposed? Holy <laughs> shit. Supposed to? This is who I'm supposed to be, oof. <laughs> this is who I'm supposed to be with. And, you know, and and we had a fight, but it it will be fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed yeah. since yesterday when we had that fight, but it'll be fine anyway, mm-hmm. because this is who I'm supposed to be with. Or... Definitely say supposed. I know, god damn it. <laughs> or because, you know, I couldn't have a, a bad relationship, mm-hmm. which is totally fair and is really hard to, to determine, I think. Yeah. And I've never been there, so I couldn't say... But I think when I say, well, I don't want to think about us breaking up because there's no need to do that. Mm-hmm. I think really what I'm saying is I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. And I have been presented with no, you know, I have seen no dark alleys that I might <laughs> duck into. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Nothing's going on. And y'all, have, um, at this point, y'all have lived together for a year. We've lived together for a year. It's mm-hmm. been very great. Yeah. I love you very much. But when you were out of town, it was also great. <laughs> It, it's yeah. we would love to live by ourselves because uh-huh. that'd be fun because then we ru- rule the roost yeah exactly but even with friends it's uh-huh. great um, it's, it's dope as heck I really like living with you too you're the first boy I've ever lived with yeah y'all are not the first unfortunately I lived with my friend Fiona and her friend Lainey <laughs> a couple years ago uh-huh. which was great and which is what taught me that boys and girls are not different at all no. and gender is an illusion I think it's funny because I was I will admit and I'm sure I've told I've mentioned this to you before for, but mm-hmm. I was very nervous about living with a couple because not because I don't like you and not because I don't y'all hear that that, that good, good sizzle that good good that coca-cola sizzle I'm gonna drink a liter of coke sitting here okay wait how much is this because people always give me shit about how much I drink and then I watch y'all drink alcohol and y'all fucking slurp that shit <laughs> talking to me about how, oh you drink three 12 ounce cokes you guys drink like five beers in a sitting you're like oh i've had five beers that's a lot to drink that is 
People give me so much crap about, oh, you know how much sugar you're having? Yeah, we went out last night. Aaron, Aaron didn't go out, but I went out. Not because I'm no fun. Not because he's no fun. He was tired. It was the end of the work week. Honestly, I was very, I had to rouse myself up to go. Oh, oh, 750 milliliters. This is, a liter is, milli, I'm not even going to finish looking this up. How many liter? How many liters do you think milliliters are? Oh, a thousand. Because we're stupid. <laughs> how many milliliters are in a liter? <laughs> we hmm. forgot everything that school. So got this us. is three fourths of this. So you know. How is that? That's Charlotte so learned math. Well, this also has that big divot in it. That's very true. I I never think about the big divot. The big divot. The big divots. So you will be consuming more liquid than I will be consuming, but I will if be I drinking. If I finish this. If you finish it, but I'll be drinking alcohol, obviously. Yeah, I'm going to um, be drunk on bubbles. Bubbles. So, um... Anyway, what I was, were we talking I was, about? <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous about living with a couple. Oh, that's um, right. Not because... You're prejudiced. That's yes, what you're exactly. Um, not because I don't love you as a couple, and I hung out with you guys as a couple a lot. It was just the idea of it being a different dynamic Hmm. and you know it was like i was like what if they fight you know which i don't think i've witnessed you fighting at all i don't think so we have fights very rarely and Mm -hmm. they're like the dumbest shit ever i also feel like i've just missed every (laughs) single one or you know you're adults and you contain yourself around other people yeah they're like little and then we go like they're squabbles. They're, They're not squabbles. even, like, fights. But, yeah, but I have loved living with you guys. And, honestly, I think you and I are very compatible roommates, mm-hmm. which is the funniest thing about all of it's this. the best. Yeah, Natalie's a messy one. Yeah, it's a great. A messy bitch who doesn't love drama, uh-huh. but is a messy bitch. But is a messy bitch. Mm-hmm. Natalie's the bad roommate. But also, she's so, like, if you're like, hey, can you clean this up? Oh, she's yeah. like, no, she's oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She's Let me clean it right this second. She's awesome. She's just she's, she's, she's just cool. below us because we're greater. Roommates. Yeah, we're better. Um, no, the other day she had left a plate on the sink and it had some food on it, and she went over to the plate and she was like, "I forgot to clean this up. I'm gonna do this real quick while we're waiting for our lift." And I was like, "Okay." And then she was like rinsing it, and I go, "Also, the dish I empty the dishwasher, so you can just put it in there." And she's like, "Oh, you did that just for me?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I did just for you." Um, wait, but now we need to go back a thousand years and talk about your dream wedding. Dream wedding. Dream wedding. We talked about okay. that a million years ago. Okay, I got I got hot wedding takes. Yes, hot wedding I've takes. Been to, do I've it. been to two weddings. Okay. I've been to one, which was my cousin Sky and his wife, mm-hmm. Sveta, and they had their wedding in a botanical garden. Oh my gosh. It was like seven of us. Mm-hmm. It was them two. Mm-hmm. It was our pastor, like our, they were not... They did not go to church with us, but they uh-huh. were like, we, we need a pastor. So <laughs> You're like, I know a pastor. Yeah. So it was our pastor and them two and her parents or her like mom and aunt mm-hmm. and Sky's parents and then like my family. So it was like at most like 10 of us, I think. Maybe, oh maybe there were a couple of other family members, but yeah, it was very small. Okay. So we would go to the botanical garden. Beautiful. Take a bunch of photos. Fucking 15-minute ceremony. We are out of there. We go to a steakhouse. We have, like, a nice little dinner. Oh, my gosh. Best wedding I've ever been to. (laughs) The other wedding I went to was my cousin Zach, and he married his girlfriend Sally. His wife. Shit. (laughs) And it was huge. Mm -hmm. Not, like, 
too huge but it was yeah. at it was at like the local library slash like little convention space oh, cool. yeah it was very pretty it was outside there were it was just all of like my old ass family <laughs> just a whole bunch of old people mm-hmm. and her old people and a whole bunch of the church because she was she's a youth pastor mm-hmm. and they both were pretty involved at at their respective churches and so it was just a whole bunch of old people mm-hmm. and so there was like no like the dancing like there was a dance floor and like dancing happened but uh-huh. like it was kind of awk because it's a bunch of old people who are like no thank you mm-hmm. and it was just kind of it was, it was interesting no alcohol there mm-hmm. <laughs> no need to be alcohol because we're all just having a good old time it, uh, so I, I went back to texas yeah. recently and went to a wedding where there was no alcohol and here's the thing i want to make it clear i don't need alcohol to get through a wedding like that's not the case no it's just like they had sweet tea and lemonade and strawberry lemonade, and I was drinking the strawberry lemonade. Oh, thinking, that sounds good as hell, actually. <laughs> yeah, but I was just thinking, you know what would make this lemonade even better? Just a shot of Tito's, you know? Yeah. Well, I think my thing with alcohol is that if you are going to have dancing of any kind, mm-hmm. you have to have alcohol. Yes. Like, I could totally get down with a, like, just a strawberry lemonade, Mm -hmm. lemonade tea wedding if you are having a small little ceremony and you're not having a, if if a band is there, if dancing is happening, you gotta have alcohol because otherwise it's a whole bunch of people being like... Yeah, granted, the wedding I went to is was a very, very small, it was a backyard wedding, beautiful ceremony, truly beautiful, very, like... And during her vow, she was talking about how, like, she'd be walking through the yard and she'd stand under a tree and, like, it was her favorite tree in the yard and she'd think, Some, someday I want to get married under this tree. Mm. And it was That's it was such sweet. a very, it was a very, very sweet, very beautiful thing. Still, champagne toast would have been yeah. A+. Plus, Let me know? hit you with my first wedding hot take. Please hit me up. Backyard wedding slash outdoor wedding only. Thank you. Thank you. Really? Yes. Okay. I want nature in here. I don't know why that is, but there's just something special about it. Mm-hmm. It it just feels beautiful on its own. Yes. And you don't have to do much. <laughs> like you need maybe some lights if it's yeah. if it's like dusk or evening. Mm-hmm. But man, like just put stuff outside and you'll be fine. And if it rains, that's tough. But aside from that, man, outside is awesome. And um. then an indoor reception. Oh, ooh, like that. Like, like indoor like outdoor that. reception. Okay, um, tent reception maybe. Like, like yes, okay. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, my big thing is I want casual, like at every turn. Like, wow. I, for me, the most important part of the wedding would be a lot of food. Okay. That is my number one. A lot of food. Um, good are, band. Are you doing like a cocktail hour with like hors d'oeuvres? Are you doing? I'm feeding everybody. Okay, see, so I that's the thing. Feed everybody. So... I want that is why my wedding will be expensive, not because there's any. It will not look pretty mm-hmm. aside from being in nature. Right. We're gonna feed everybody though. Okay. And we're gonna have some good food. Are you so you're gonna do hors d'oeuvres? Everyone pick a dish they want. Hors d'oeuvres. Like, I mean, like so before, you're hitting me with these words before. that are like no thank you. Okay, okay. No, no, here's no. so here's when mm-hmm. when I say hors d'oeuvres, I mean the two weddings that I've been to you're in my adult apps. life. You're talking yeah, about apps. Apps. <laughs> we're talking about chili's language here. You eat apps. When it 
you call them hors d'oeuvres because it's like fucking bruschetta and like no, mac and not, cheese cups. Not here. Okay. We're so the the good. two the two weddings I've been to in my adult life, mm-hmm. we the ceremony happens. Yeah. Beautiful. Then everyone goes to where the reception is. Mm-hmm. There is a cocktail hour, quote unquote. It's not actually an hour. It's just a time. When the wedding party goes and takes all the pictures, Mm -hmm. and while the wedding party is taking all the pictures, there are people who pass out little tiny things that are like, okay, don't get hangry on us here, because we're going to be here for a while. Have a little, have a little something, something, have a cocktail, and then when everyone's done with the pictures, you get to sit down at your table, eat your food, while they present to everybody. Interesting. So they had little hors d'oeuvres, but that's not the only thing that they had. They had hors d'oeuvres before dinner, just because it was like, okay, you're going to stand and mingle while they take pictures. Is there a big thing about bride or groom eating first? Is that like a thing? I don't know oh, any wedding no. stuff. No. Okay. Um, there are a lot of times Because when what the... I, my turn, uh-huh. sorry to cut you off, but no, you're fine. my turn on serving everybody hors d'oeuvres, here's what I do. Wedding outside. Mm-hmm. Everybody... Head into the reception area. Mm-hmm. We're going to take some pictures real quick. Mm-hmm. Start serving y'all. Okay. We'll be done before y'all are done served. Okay. Like, before everybody gets their food, we will be done taking pictures. Because okay. if we want to take more pictures, we'll take them afterwards. So, we'll oh, take okay. some brief pictures. Y'all start getting served. We come in. We do the little presentation and we uh-huh. get served. Yeah. Toast, cake. And now we part. Dance the night away. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the That's thing, the thing is that actually it is it is a common. It happens frequently where the bride and the groom have to go around to the tables to like they have to make the rounds. They have to yeah. thank the guests for coming. They have to mm-hmm. talk to everyone. So it's actually like it's a big thing that the bride and the groom don't don't eat. Don't eat. People Understand. have to force then them to eat. Even better. Okay. Because we go out there and we take those pictures. Everybody served while they're eating. We come back in. We walk around. We do the rounds. Perfect. Yeah, I, I've solved weddings, y'all. <laughs> Truly, it's hilarious. When I when I did this podcast with my sister, I talked to her mm-hmm. and I was like, "You are going to have a job." And I talked about this with my mom and sister because my mom and sister know I'm not fun when I'm hangry. Like I oh. I get very hangry. This afternoon, as I was building the couch, uh-huh. we were just about done, mm-hmm. and we were like moving stuff around and like trying to figure out what we wanted the living room to be. Uh-huh. I was so hungry because I only ate that stupid little rice bowl. Yeah, and this accidentally took us four and a half hours to make the couch or whatever Uh it was like three but i was very hungry and at one point natalie like asked me a question about moving the tv and i was like yeah i'll move it where do you want it and she was like why are you biting my head off and i was like i need to eat yeah (laughs) this can like if we go have a burrito I'll come back here, move it wherever you want. I will be totally fine. But that's the thing. And <laughs> but so, if you ask me again, I'm going to kill these you. These people that are like, have you ever forgotten to eat lunch? And I'm like, no. Not a single goddamn Never day once. in my entire life. I am a hangry, hangry girl. Mm-hmm. And my mom is like, oh yeah, you're, you're like, someone's going to need to feed you. So my sister's specific job for my wedding, I've already told her. I was like, Just you need to you. make sure that I am fed throughout the day. Yeah. Like, you, even if that's me talking to someone with you. She, she was joking around. She's like, I pull, put, like, a granola bar just, like, through the conversation, like, up to your mouth, and you just bite. Um, so that's going to be her job. because and, and I understand that when you're a bride and groom, you walk around, you have to make the mm-hmm. rounds. You do your dances. You do your stuff while everyone sits and eats. I'm going to need at least a couple bites of food here and there. How do you feel about alternate dress codes than the standard 
suit and tie or tux. If anyone wears jeans to my wedding, I'll freak out. No, it's not. I I think that the most casual. Okay. I think that the most casual I would go is like cocktail. I don't think tuxedo is necessary. Okay. But I at least want button up shirt and dress pants on the men, and a dress or dress pants on ladies interesting or if a man would like to wear a cocktail dress that is also acceptable literally just an upscale it's it's going to be cocktail attire it's not going to be black tie it's not going to be white tie it's it's cocktail is probably the highest i would go interesting interesting because i hate formal wear i like can't stand it it is I don't like to feel hemmed in by my clothes. I don't okay. like to feel restricted in my movement. Okay. Which is, I know how girls are raised to be in their clothes. I, I think it's wrong. I think it's morally well, wrong. Well, <laughs> I don't like I don't like jackets. Like yeah. I'll wear sweaters and mm. stuff, and I'll wear like. But that's why I had to move to California because I was bad at dressing for cold weather because yeah. I would wear like these little flimsy sweaters <laughs> and then like another flimsy thing. Yeah. On top of it, because I don't like my arms being restricted. But so I, I get where you're coming from in that sense. Business casual. Okay, yeah. Business I think casual. business casual at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I may need to go further, less restricted. Also, I come from when I went to my first funeral and my first wedding. Mm-hmm. I like had to buy new pants to go. Like, and I don't like putting people in that situation. That makes sense. So I'm very much like, y'all. If you're here, you're family. <laughs> It's like a fucking, what is that, Denny's? No, it's Olive Garden. Olive Garden. <laughs> yes. I need an Olive Garden wedding. Hey, man, if you got here, hell yeah. If you're in sneakers, good enough for me. If you, I just need you here. If you marry Natalie, she will want cocktails. She's, oh, she will want it's cocktail. It's going to be a whole thing. We talked about this like two weeks ago when Karen was in town. We talked about wedding stuff. Not because we're planning anything, but yeah. just like it was a conversation we were having. Right, of course. And I was like, y'all are on some bridezilla shit. This is wild. What I need, I need some good food uh-huh. so that everybody eats well, and then drinks, and we all dance and have a good time. Like you should I honestly don't care about any of this, and it's very stereotypical to be like, "Well, I'm the man, and I don't care." It's not that; it's that I want everybody to have a good time, and I think the easiest way to keep people from having a good time is to start putting some. It's to make it harder on them to be there or to have a good time. So, like. Right food's not good if the dancing if like the music isn't good if they're in uncomfortable clothes all of those things if the ceremony's too long Mm -hmm. all these things are ways they're not gonna have as good of a time right it's a party let's party it's a party let's party um uh (laughs) you should your family (laughs) you should uh my sister's future wedding she has talked about how she's like people think it's crazy that i want jimmy johns to cater my wedding but like it's it's food that is crazy (laughs) I say that because my cousin Zach had Chick-fil-A cater the wedding. Shut he, your damn mouth. He loves Chick-fil-A. And I, like, loved it because I was like, yo, that's him. He loves Chick-fil-A. He loves, like, Applebee's. So right. he had Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets, and he had, like, Applebee's sliders. And that was, like, his half of, that's like, the amazing. catering. And you know what? I loved that. But no one shut the fuck up about it. They spent the entire wedding being like... 
Even my own mother was like, I can't believe he brought Chick-fil-A. Who gets Chick-fil-A at a wedding? I was like, oh my god, y'all, leave him alone. This is great. I love this. This is my, oh my I love god. that his personality comes through yeah. right there. I don't think that I would ever, I don't think I'm going to get married in Texas. Like, I truly don't mm, think that that's... That's an interesting part of the equation. Yeah, see, so it also depends. Because I would say, if I got married in Texas, like, you know I'm going to have a honey butter chicken biscuit for breakfast before my wedding. Like, mm. obviously. Are you kidding me? Like, duh. But, Set yourself up for success. Yeah, exactly. It's going to, honestly, if I'm having a honey butter chicken biscuit for breakfast, it's going to be a good day no matter what happens. But that's another thing, is you and Nat are both... Like, you went to high school in Texas. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing is... is... So we're getting Sonic. <laughs> so, so are you are you getting married in California? Are you going back to Texas? I don't know. What, I, don't no give, fuck? I don't give a fuck. My parents... Mm-hmm. My parents had a destination wedding. Where'd they get married? They got married in Hawaii. Okay. They flew out there. I don't remember if they flew everyone out there or if everyone just... Who could or wanted, who they wanted to flew out there. Um, I'm not about destination weddings. Well, it has the same benefits as the uh, botanical garden wedding. Okay. What I loved about the botanical garden wedding, beautiful, mm-hmm. small. Okay. So it was concise and easy to manage. Okay. You got 10 people. Hey, y'all, we're going to go have dinner. Great. We're all on board. You don't have a herd of people that you're moving around. Right. So small, easy to manage, beautiful, laid back. Because if you're having a, a destination wedding... The only people that are there are like your faves. Mm -hmm. And so. That's true. That is like, honestly, pretty dope. Yeah. Because you think about it and you're like, what is the most, where are the pain points going to be in your wedding? Extended relations who are going to make things awkward with other, you know, who knows, family drama. Uh Randos, crashing shit, or pieces of the wedding falling apart. If you're having a destination wedding, Way fewer pieces. True. If everybody gets there, you're golden. True. Small wedding, everybody's going to get there, you're golden. Mm-hmm. I just think you're great. It's a genius idea. I'll never have one. I wouldn't want to do a destination wedding just because I don't care too much about I, a particular destination. Yeah, I would rather spend <laughs> but, the, like... Yeah, I'd spend that money on my, food. On, yeah, I'd, I'd spend that money somewhere to, or spend the money on the honeymoon. Like, I'd rather go somewhere for my honeymoon. I forgot about that. That's yeah, also that's a true. thing. Honeymoon. It's a thing people it's do. It's a thing. It's a thing people do. We were, we, at work, we're working with this, uh, this new potential foundation, and one of our program officers just went on her honeymoon. She just got married. Mm-hmm. And she went on her honeymoon and was gone for two weeks. And I was like, yo, that's a honeymoon. Yeah. Two weeks? Y'all taking two weeks off? I think perfect vacation time is 10 days to two weeks. Mm-hmm. To honestly, I'm honestly closer to 10 days. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think I'd ever do a destination wedding because I would want the honeymoon. And also, I, I think that I would want not a huge wedding, but I would want everyone who would want to come to be able to come. Like, I would That's never fair. want yeah. finances to be an yes, issue for, for people, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think my parents did it mainly because they were like, I don't want to have my family coming. <laughs> I Honestly, know. I, I don't have, know those people. I don't trust those I people. I have so few extended family members that I would actually invite to my wedding. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, but it's interesting to think and about. that's what made, you know, the cook wedding really interesting uh-huh. was because it was so much family mm-hmm. and like a couple friends. And so it makes a very interesting atmosphere because it's just a bunch of olds mm-hmm. 
And it's like, well, what do y'all want to do? We want to nap. It's like, oh, Jesus. Okay. See, that's truly, over. I would invite. I would invite. Their wedding was very fun, Zach. I love y'all. Family wise, it would be my mom, my brother, and my sister, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if I make up with my Uncle Alex, then Uncle Alex and Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe can come by himself if he wants to. But, like. Or we'll conspire to kill Uncle Alex. No, I don't want Uncle Alex to die. I'm just mad at him right now. We're in a fight. It's fine. We'll, we'll conspire to kill him. No. Um, oh, you'll get an invite, Uncle Alex. Invite to your death. <laughs> so, so besides that, and I mean, like, I who I don't fucking know who I'm gonna marry. I my mm-hmm. friend, her husband had like five sisters or some crazy number. I don't know, yeah. but she and she made all of them bridesmaids. And that's so legit. she's like, yeah, so I automatically had like five bridesmaids. And I was like, that's, what the fuck? No, what the fuck? No. That brings us to an interesting topic. What? How many kids? Two. Two. Two kids. Two kids. Here's the thing though. My uh-huh. my mom and dad wanted two kids and, and they, they ended three. up with three. I Sorry, was, Charlotte. <laughs> I was the bonus baby. I was the surprise. My mom hates when I talk about that, but uh-huh. um, I was the surprise baby. It's it's funny because, you know, I there was one time I was like, Yeah, I was unplanned and she goes, You're part of someone's plan, just not mine. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up being the third and best baby. Nice. Um so if I was planning on having two and I ended up having three, obviously can't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. As of now, I'm planning on two. And and I also think that it's interesting because I feel like kids and what what ratio of kids you want, girls to boys, also depends on how you were raised. Mm-hmm. I grew up with both a brother and a sister, so so I like the idea of one boy, one girl. But I do know people who were only children who were like, I don't know what it's like to have a sibling. So I would have I, at yeah. Natalie. At Natalie wants one kid. That's dumb. Yeah, and then you That's have, insane. and then you Natalie, have a brother. Yeah, Natalie. we're not having one kid. I'll adopt. Another one. In the cover of darkness. Nah, man, those, hey, one. I love Natalie so much. Mm-hmm. Only children are weird. Only children are very unique they're, in the way they Yeah, by unique you mean weird. <laughs> they're different. They're they different. They differ they for view sure. They life different. differently than the rest of us. They a hundred percent do. And I, I want yeah. Two to three. Two girls. to three. <gasps> All girls? Yes. You don't I want any boys? I wouldn't mind a boy. Okay. Nat wants a boy. We've talked about this recently. Yes. Because she also thinks that, like, you two would make a cute boy. Make cute, like a we'd boy. make a cute anything. You'd make a cute anything. I want three, probably two, but maybe three kids. I wouldn't be pissed at three, like I said. Obviously, yeah. wouldn't be pissed. I would plan for two. The funny my, thing... My main reason not to say three is that kids are expensive. Yes. I don't have any money. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would love a third child. I would not be able to pay for a third child. That's true. I mean, right now I can't afford for like pizza. (laughs) So true. Today I splurged on a sandwich. Like that was my thing. Like I went and got a sandwich and was like, "This is my splurge." Like Mm -hmm. that's oh yeah. And then I got some Kit Kats. I was like, "Ooh, I'm really treating myself." I went to the bank to get laundry money, and I was like. I think I have X in my bank account. Oh my god! Well, no. Here's the thing. I have I have plenty of money. Like, because yeah. I've been working a lot and uh-huh. I'm in great shape. Yes. But I was like, I should have X amount of money mm-hmm. because I haven't really been spending very much. So I should have X amount. Mm-hmm. I had X minus two thousand dollars. <gasps> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I thought I've been saving. 
Nope. I was I was I was two thousand off. It's never been that I've I've been like a hundred off before. Well, and part of it is because I'm getting paychecks every week, every two weeks, and so Uh I'd like thought that I had a whole bunch of money, Uh and I was like, oh god, I got, you know, I can take twenty dollars out for laundry this week, Uh and I didn't have. I actually have laundry money now. I need to do laundry for sure. Nice. I had a weird thing where I, I don't know what it was, but in a couple days I saw my future son and my future daughter, and I don't know what makes me think that this is it, but we went to the beach, and I saw, what? What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, like, I just saw, I mean, I saw babies that I was like, that's gonna be like my... Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you had, like... A vision? Like a vision, yeah. I was, what? (laughs) So... Yeah, so I saw this little boy at the beach, and okay. he was laying, like, spread eagle just in the sand, staring wistfully up at the sky, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's going to be my son. I think I'm going to have, you can quote me on this, we'll see if I'm right, I think I'm going to have the sweetest, most sensitive boy. I think that he will be, like, a sweet, sensitive soul. Like, if you've seen the SNL sketch where it's, like, the well for boys... And it's, like, some boy wistfully, like, standing near a well, and there's, like, a balcony. It's, it's like, a thing. But I think I'm going to have, like, a sweet, sensitive boy. Okay. And then there was this little... And then the meanest girl. <laughs> kind of. I saw this little toddler girl, like, a young toddler, like, mm-hmm. maybe two. Mm-hmm. And she, her mom, we were waiting at Starbucks, and her mom tried to get her out of the... We were waiting for our drinks. And her mom tried to get her out of the stroller, and she was like... Eh. And she was, like, not having it. And finally her mom, like, put her feet on the ground. She's like, stand, stand up. And the girl put her feet on the ground. Her mom let go of her, and she immediately, like, bolted. And I was like, that's going to be my daughter. She's going to be a little shit. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's how I feel about my children. But you want you I have want no girls. expectations for them. Okay. I want girls. Mm-hmm. I think I would be best at raising girls. Boys are wild. <laughs> And I don't know if I have the strength to fence that in. Yeah. I mean, I could do it, mm-hmm. but... I will say that if I have two boys, I will adopt a girl. Interesting. Because I, I will not risk having three boys. I absolutely will not do it. Yeah, boys, not are, boys are a dangerous breed. Yeah. I think, I think I could raise great boys. I do not want to. I want to... If if I don't get a if I don't get a girl, I'm not even gonna live leave it up to fate. I am straight up going to adopt a girl. Really, I, I'm gonna try to sneak this in. I don't know if you have responses to this, but okay. uh, are there any love songs or breakup songs that come to mind when you when you think of life and your experiences? Well, so I've never been like super broken up with. Okay. One time, and then I fucked it all up. That's a funny story. So I had been, like, talking to this girl, mm-hmm. and for a long time, like... When was this? Was this high school, college? This was college. Okay. This was, like, the semester before Natalie and I got together. Okay. We'd been talking, flirting, mm-hmm. for, like, a year. Like, a long time. Slow play. Got it. It's my style, man. <laughs> um, so we had been talking for a long time, and eventually, finally, I was like... Let's make something happen. And it was like, okay, let's make something happen. And I was like, like I said, patient. Yes. I was operating slow, like tectonic plate movements Mm -hmm. of like, I just want to spend time with you, get a sense of what's going on, then reevaluate. And 
she was not in that place in her life. She was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> We've like hung out six times and like nothing has happened. Uh-huh. Get out of here. Okay. And I was like, okay, so she called me and we met and she was like, look, this isn't moving anywhere. I don't like that it's not moving anywhere. I just feel like it. we're kind of just kind of gliding away from each other. Uh-huh. And if that's the case, I just want to end this. And I was like, no, no, like patience. Like we're being, I basically was like, please, come on. Right. Yeah. Let's give this, give it some time. If these are the things, I was like, these are the things that make you feel like you're, we're pulling away. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll work on those and maybe we'll pull us back. Glacial pace. Okay. So I was like, we can, we can do this. And she was like, okay. So she had tried to break up with me and I had basically said no. <laughs> And then I slept on it. Okay. Y'all always sleep on it. <laughs> and I should have slept on it before I like made my whole speech. Uh-huh. Because I slept on it. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, this girl dumped me. Fuck her. What the fuck is this? This is bullshit. This girl dumped me. I don't want to be here. That's some dumb shit. I don't care about her at all. Which is not true. Right. But, you know, I, like, woke up the next morning and basically was like, why am I, like, trying to make something work if it's, if she doesn't feel like it's working, it's not going to work. Yeah. That's a really pointless exercise to just, like, fucking go fishing for her every day for her heart. So, (laughs) which is why I feel so bad about this, because this is a wild turn in her mind, because she's like, I'm done with this dude. Oh, no, he convinced me not to be done. Uh-huh. And then the next morning, I was like, hey, we need to talk. And then we met. And then we met up. And I was like, yeah. So I slept on it. And I realized that. Uh, and I was not putting this as coherently as I am now. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like, yeah, I slept on it. And uh, you dumped me yesterday. And I'm not about that. And she was like, yesterday you said we would make it work. And I was like, yeah. And yesterday you dumped me. I wish I'd said that. That's not what right, I said. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, uh, and uh, now I don't want to do that anymore. Oh, my God. So she was like, okay, fine. I'll never forget this. She was like, okay. <laughs> so I just left. Uh, and that was that. She had a new boyfriend within like three weeks. So she's, she's fine. fine. She's, she's fine. fine. But I did feel very bad about that for a long time that I fucking whiplashed her like Ooh. that. But, you know. You gotta sleep on it. So, yeah. after that, surprisingly, I wasn't too bummed. Okay. I was a little bummed. Right. But I think my, because the answer was, the question was heartbreak songs. Yes. My two heartbreak songs, or my two heartbreak styles, I guess. Alabama Shakes' Boys and Girls album is like the feels heartbreak. Okay. Because it's just emotional wailing because that girl is so good at singing Mm -hmm. and she's so good at wailing her like lyrics out and it's great and it just makes you feel it like half of her lyrics are just why and you're just like yeah why it's great so that was like when i wanted to feel things but i'm not a very big proponent I do not recommend just stewing and feelings like that right so i quickly switched to just like I'm going to listen to a lot of angry rap and confident rap and just mm-hmm. make me feel confident. So it was just a lot of like, yeah. I think like run that... the jewels, just like, oh, I'm good and big and strong. 
I and think then that, that makes you feel better. Yeah, I think that feeling your feelings is so important, but I think mm. that you have to give yourself mm. a time limit is the thing. Um, mm. my first, Interesting. my first real heartbreak, and this was advice that I got straight up. I was, I was 15, mm. no, four, yeah, I was 15. I was 15. My first real true heartbreak, mm-hmm. I was just like a mopey little bitch for a while. That was with Kyle. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends recommended, she was like, take 24 hours to turn your phone off. Don't get online. Don't be accessible in any way. That's the best advice I've ever heard. Yeah. Never be online. <laughs> just, be right, offline shut it forever. Down. Shut, shut it, it down. down forever. She said, take 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Be as emotional as you want. Be sad. Cry. Be angry. Make fake plans to blow up his house. Make, you know. Oh, I don't know stuff. if I like that. <laughs> she said, make fake plans. She's like, write a letter you'll never send. Something like yeah. that. She goes, take 24 hours to be as unapologetically emotional as possible. Yeah. And then after that. Bomb his house. <laughs> for real, bomb his house. Um, now but- that you've spent 24 hours planning, you have 24 hours to execute this mission. <laughs> if you choose to accept it. Yes, yeah. Um, and, and then she said, but then after that, you're picking yourself up. You have to be your best self. You have to, after that point, Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to actively try every day. You can still feel things, but you have to be trying to get over it. Interesting. Yes. So that is something that, and honestly, I understand that it's not that simple because that was a very easy thing when I was a teenager of like compartmentalizing. Um, but I did, Mm -hmm. there was one day where... I turned my phone off and I didn't talk to anyone and I didn't get on MySpace, which was the thing at the oh, time. God. I, I didn't do anything. I watched P.S. I Love You. I cr- I sobbed. I sobbed. I ate Eggo waffles. I was angry. I was, you know, and like I mm-hmm. took a full day to myself and then afterwards I was like, okay. And now life continues. And so, and so I, I definitely am 100% about feeling your feelings and, and respecting your feelings but I am 110% against wallowing in your feelings for an extended period of time. If you're going to feel your feelings, you have to give it a time limit or else it'll just crush you. Interesting. Yeah, I've I spent a lot of time in high school and early college feeling my feelings. And I look back at all of that and being like, that was dumb. Not like feeling, but just yeah. like it was a lot of wallowing. Right. Um, I've come to be a big fan of forward momentum mm-hmm. and like the idea of like, well, that all happened mm-hmm. and that's not changing and there's literally nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So what am I doing next? Yeah. Which is a very boy mentality. It's very much like when I, the last time I lived with boys mm-hmm. was sophomore year and I lived with three dudes is the only way to describe it. Uh-huh. And so we were all in relationships by the end of that year. But the rare times when one of us were having trouble, all of us would... It was basically like a race to get the person horny first. It was just like, hey man, you know what you need? You need to get laid. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take you to a party. We're going to find somebody. Like, that is such a, like, a very aggressive, like, we don't need to worry about what just happened because there are other fish in the sea Uh and it's time to go fishing. Like, you know what you need? go fishing similarly when uh bumble boy mm-hmm. and i when I, when i ended things 
I immediately was like, gotta get back on the horse, gotta do it. And then I went on four first dates in a week, which was absolutely fucking exhausting. Yeah, that's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot, and none of them ended up going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. They didn't have to. Three or four, I can't remember. Yeah. Four, three, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's still an insane amount. Mm-hmm. And then... I think what I like about that strategy is that it... That is a good idea. Nice. Congratulations. Charlotte just finished her big old bottle of... I think what I like about the forward momentum thing Uh is coupled with a mentality of understanding that you can still find what you're looking for. Yeah. And coming at it with new knowledge of what you're not looking for. Yes. Um... Because I think what's really easy to do is how whatever ended your last relationship mm-hmm. becomes like a like a ghost that mm-hmm. you're like super scared of. Like, yes. oh man, that boy was mean. And now if I see signs of mean, I'm out of there. Which is yeah. fair. Yeah. Which is totally understandable. Uh-huh. But I think if you're like moving forward and you're just like, you're out there, you're thinking about that. Uh-huh. And you're thinking about that in the context of new things instead mm-hmm. of the context of old boy who I loved very much who was mean. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you get yourself started thinking of like, oh, there are other people out there and that meanness was not my was, was not my fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't put any blame. When you're, if you're going, if you're legitimately like looking for somebody, you can't be wrapped up in self-doubt or blame uh-huh. because you have to have whatever you're putting forward. That's true. It's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. So I have one last question for you. One before last we, before we, Before we head out. Let's do it. Before I go pee. Before you go pee. I am so, this is, I think that this is the first episode where we have not paused once. We've been peeing into the bottles. <laughs> you just didn't know it, audience. This is very interesting. Yeah, we have not had a single pee break this whole time. And of course, like, you're gonna, I'm gonna ask you this question that I'm gonna have to pee so fucking badly, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have one last question for you. Aaron Bicart, what does love feel like? Oh, I forgot. I told, I had come up with, I cheated. Uh-huh. Allegedly. Yes. Apparently it's cheating. It's, okay. I had heard this question asked earlier uh-huh. and thought of an answer mm-hmm. and then i listened to natalie's episode of the podcast so that i could answer any negative things she said about me uh-huh. she didn't say any negative things about me so it was which a waste i of time. told you <laughs> but she uh basically stole my answer my answer was gonna which be is adorable by the way my answer was gonna be it's like sitting down to take a test and you realize that you have that you like are well prepared for it and mm-hmm. you studied. Like, not that you know the answers, but that, like, you know that you know the answer. You mm-hmm. know that you know. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not so much... Being in a relationship is not about having the answers. Mm-hmm. And it's not about knowing that everything's going to be okay because it's super not going to be. Yeah. Things are going to happen. But it's a confidence in your preparation and a mm-hmm. confidence in where you are that's really nice. But Natalie said that same thing, so now i got to come up with a new thing. See, usually I say trust your drunk brain, but you don't have a drunk brain. You have a sober brain. I have a sober brain. Stupid ass. Stupid ass. Fucking ass. Hold on, let me take a big drink. Let me take a big drink and think about this. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So to tie this back into what I first was talking about. Okay. With patience Mm 
and with mm-hmm. trusting how you feel. Okay. Love feels like there's nothing you would rather be doing. And that's not to say that you have to feel that way all the time. Because mm-hmm. you won't. Yeah. And if you're looking for that, you're not going to find it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be, you're going to fill yourself with a lot of doubt mm-hmm. looking for, you know, well, I don't want to do anything else in my whole life aside from stare into this person's eyes. Yeah. You get really bored looking into somebody's eyes. <laughs> but I think realizing that what you love to do is spend time with them mm-hmm. and their presence would make anything better, I think is the real kicker okay. of that. So like, yeah... I would still love to to watch a movie or to play video games or to read a book, but I would enjoy all of those things more if I was doing them with Natalie than I would anybody else or by myself. Mm -hmm. And I think the, like, when I talked earlier about taking a long time to really, like, fall in love with Natalie, Mm -hmm. I think what I, when, when I realized that I was in love with her was when I realized that, like, Oh, why am I doing this by myself? I'm going to ask Natalie if she wants to do this. Which is really sweet. That is really sweet. But yeah, you, you start you start asking yourself instead of like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do this by myself. You just start realizing like, oh, why did... it is a waste of time to do anything by myself. Because I'd rather have her there. So yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's what Ugh. it feels like. My favorite couple. It's pretty dope. Oh my gosh. Would love. Would recommend. It's pretty dope. Thank you so much for, for coming on the pod. Of course. And... I'm happy to. I have nothing to plug. Yeah. We haven't recorded a new episode of our podcast in a couple months. Okay. Because Natalie Ta- doesn't like to watch Reba very much. We'll, we'll talk about... Just just go ahead and plug it anyway. Just say it. Okay. So we recorded the pilot of an episode of a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's called... A Single Pod Who Works a Too Hard. A Single Pod Who Works Too Hard. It's been a long time since we recorded it, oh so I forgot. Uh, it is about the television show Reba... It is fantastic. The show, the podcast is just fine. But we recorded a pilot. We're going to record another episode, but it would be great if y'all go and listen to the pilot Mm -hmm. and then tweet at us about it. Yeah. Because then we would have some inspiration to go do another episode. Yes. So uh, the podcast is on SoundCloud. The single single pod who works too hard. Single pod who works too hard. Uh, We're on Twitter at RebaPod. Or you can find Nat at NatPatSays. Yes. I follow guess. at NatPat says. Yes, you can follow. Natalie. I don't want you to follow me. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> follow Love Drunk at Love Drunk Pod oh. on Instagram and Twitter. Boom. I he did finished it. his coke. We did it. Clink Cheers. That shit. Clink that shit. Boom. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, follow at Love Drunk Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at O'Charlotte Rose. Follow me on Twitter at O'Char Rose. Do we have, is there a thing we say at the end? <laughs> Fuck, sorry. There, oh my gosh, I just think of Natalie being like, you should still have Aaron on the podcast even though he doesn't drink because he's goofy. It, it'll just, it'll still be the same. Hee <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I do have a sign off, but. Hit um, me with a sign off. All right. Because so, I gotta pee. <laughs> okay, so for Aaron Bicart and Charlotte Rose here at Love Drunk, be loved and stay drunk, my friends. Hell yeah. <laughs> we love you. Good night. Bye.